Hi, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and I'm tweezed. And I'm Erin, and I should have been a rock star, but I can't sing. Today we're doing the movie Gia. Yeah. Yeah. I like don't even know where to start, but I'm so excited to talk about this movie with you. Had you heard of this before we decided to do it or No, and I, I like I can't believe it kind of just because it was like damn, this is so good and so interesting and like this movie made me curious to like read more about like gay history and like what was going on in New York in the like late 70s and 80s and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like like watching a movie like this can definitely like cause you to full on spiral into like a history deep dive of queer culture uh, <laughs> i get it i get it i had heard of and known of this movie for a few years and had been meaning to watch it but just like had been continually putting it off, you know, as you do when you have a very long watch list. So I'm glad that we actually got to watch it. And um, now we get to be here and talk about it. Even though like, we just came off of doing Sense8, which is such a trauma heavy show. And this movie is also (laughs) so trauma heavy. (laughs) Compared to Sense8, this felt very light and refreshing. (laughs) Which is, which is not the, 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 that's not the reality of the situation, but. Yeah. It's, this movie um, is not light. (laughs) I don't think I cried when I watched Sensei. I definitely cried when I watched G.I. I'm so interested to hear when you cried too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we can talk about that when we get there. Mm -hmm. Before I give a summary, I want to give just a a general content warning about this episode that we'll be talking probably quite a bit about heroin addiction, as well as volatile and manipulative relationships, death of loved ones, death due to AIDS complications, and also definitely a rape mention as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Not getting too deep into it, but do you want me to give a summary? Yes, I would love to hear a summary. (laughs) (laughs) okay well here i go so the movie gia which is starring angelina jolie is based on the true story of a supermodel named gia karanji so it's a biopic that is framed as like this fake documentary wherein they've actually cast actors to portray her loved ones in a documentary setting even it was a made for tv movie for hbo in the late 90s and it starts out by chronicling gia's childhood all the way up until her death when she was a child her parents separated and this left her feeling fairly unsupported and we see her start growing up and she becomes involved in the punk fashion scene in philadelphia when she's a teenager She has this like really chaotic and wild personality and she's also working part-time at this diner and in her free time she goes out partying out on the streets. Yeah. Uh, She ends up bringing this like normal looking boy who I've completely forgotten the name of. Do you remember his name? I don't either. (laughs) Oh no. Um, But she gets this like normal kind of boyfriend (laughs) Um, or friend. I don't know. Friend, yeah. 
And the two of them start hanging out and like causing pandemonium on the streets of Philly. And when they're out one night, uh, Gia gets scouted by this photographer and he ends up going home with her and he and his girlfriend take these pictures of um, all of them hanging out. And then her photos later end up in the hands of this prominent New York City modeling agent, Wilhelmina Cooper. Mm -hmm. And so Wilhelmina Cooper invites Gia to go meet with her and they end up striking up this friendship and working relationship. And with Wilhelmina's help, Gia very quickly rises to extreme levels of fame, becoming an incredibly prominent supermodel and also becoming what is known as the the world's first supermodel, basically. Yeah, she was the moment. Yeah, she was. And she was only 17. Yeah. Yeah. So at one shoot, Gia meets this makeup artist who's named Linda, and the two of them have this instant connection. And Linda is based on a real woman, but Linda is actually a pseudonym for the actual makeup artist that was in Gia's life. The photographer at this shoot has the two women pose nude with one another. And after this, they start this whirlwind relationship while Linda is still living with her boyfriend. Eventually, Gia shows up when Linda and her boyfriend are coming home from a date, and Gia and Linda passionately kiss right in front of him. And after the scene, Linda's boyfriend (laughs) is just never mentioned again. He's out of the picture. (laughs) Um, Bye. Around the same time, Gia starts taking cocaine and then later heroin with Wilhelmina, who provides it for her. And Mm. she quickly gets addicted. Wilhelmina dies pretty young at age 40 from cancer, and this is a huge amount of grief for Gia, and it only fuels her addiction even more. Mm-hmm. She rapidly switches from snorting drugs to smoking and then injecting heroin. And one night while she's high, she even breaks into Linda's apartment. And Linda is super scared, and she ends up giving Gia the ultimatum that it's either her or the drugs, and Gia chooses drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That seems so sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Uh, um, we can talk about that scene a little yeah, we'll bit die, more. Sorry. <laughs> Eventually, Gia's old teenage normal man friend, who I forgot. <laughs> normal man. <laughs> um, he shows up in New York, and he immediately recognizes that Gia needs help. And he gets her into a rehab facility. So Gia gets clean. And then she calls Linda to apologize as it's a part of her program to call her loved ones and ask them for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And the two of them make up and they make plans to actually meet up again. After Gia is out of rehab, though, she does fall back into using drugs, um, even getting arrested in a police car chase. At this time, her career started massively failing because everybody knew about her drug use, but she was desperately trying to revive her career by signing to a new agency. And then she ends up having the spell where she gets really sick and her mother ends up calling an ambulance for her. When she's in the hospital, we learn that Gia has contracted AIDS from sharing needles And as this was super early in the AIDS pandemic, and especially as her HIV had progressed so far untreated, there was no known treatment options, and it was an almost immediate death sentence for her. Yeah. Knowing that she would die very soon, she meets up with Linda one last time. She doesn't tell Linda what her fate is, but instead the two of them plan a summer vacation at a cabin on the beach, and they plan to rekindle their relationship on this trip. Gia asks Linda to keep her diaries for her, telling Linda that she should read them. And as Gia leaves, she tells Linda that Linda was always the one for her. 
Soon thereafter, we cut and we see Gia, who was dying in a hospital bed. Following an infection, her body began to decompose while she was still alive. And when hospital staff tried to move her to treat a wound, without going into the gory details, the stress caused her her body to finally give in and she died. Yeah. Really, really tragic. And that is how the movie ends, with her mother giving like a final statement about her life. I know. And it's just like, it's so sad and... Again, like, it's documentary-ish. It's, like, based on her Mm -hmm. real life. But I was actually, like, surprised to learn how much was actually just, like, taken verbatim from her life. They have, like, snippets from interviews and things that people have said in, like, her memoir and stuff like that that, like, they just Mm -hmm. included as dialogue in the movie. Yeah. And they scripted parts of her lines using her diary as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the only criticism that I've seen is, like, obviously it didn't go into, like, the depth of her as a person, like, outside of the tragedy and, like, centering around her career. So it didn't really talk about like her mm-hmm. involvement in like the gay scene um because yes. obviously she had more than one girlfriend other than the one that they give her in the movie mm-hmm. but how they met in the movie is like how she actually met somebody who she she did become a partner to for a, a long period mm-hmm. of time and like it's very interesting yeah. like i i would read something and i'd be like well that was in the movie <laughs> that final meeting with linda like the woman that she was dating like said in an interview that that's like basically exactly what happened is that like they had not seen one another in a few years then suddenly she showed up the one thing was that she was like i knew that it was going to be the last time i saw her like i couldn't say exactly why i didn't know that she was sick i didn't know that she had aids i just had a gut feeling that i was never going to see her again Oh, God, that's so sad. Yeah, I know. Do you know who that was? Because I know that she had a girlfriend, like, she when she moved back to Philly when she got sick, she had a girlfriend there for a while. It was um, not that girlfriend. It was the okay. makeup artist, the one that she posed oh, in really? the photo with. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Her makeup artist, the one that she was dating, was named Sandy Linter. Sorry, is named Sandy Linter. She's still alive. Mm-hmm. And she has said that this was the only relationship like this that she's ever had, like, with a woman. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, and a lot of interviews, people say that, like, I guess from, like, age 12, like, Gia would bring women, or I guess, like, other girls, um, like, flowers and stuff like that. And, like, it didn't matter if they liked women or not. Like, everybody, like, <laughs> fell in love with Gia just because she was so charming yeah. and pretty. <laughs> I guess, like, her style outside of, like, being a model was very tomboyish and androgynous and she took a lot of inspiration from david bowie um yes. like she like they say in the movies yeah it took a lot of um inspiration from david bowie specifically getting into quote gender play unquote i would love to know if she was was she involved like in the drag scene i don't know all? It was also said that it was around that time when she was hanging out a lot at gay bars and she was Mm -hmm. generally known like for associating with the lesbian community when she was in, you know, her early 20s. Yeah. But yeah, from everything that I've read, it was like, so the movie definitely Angelina Jolie depicts Gia as this like super unpredictable, like sometimes manipulative, often very needy and sometimes bratty character. Yeah. (laughs) Really? And pretty much everybody has said that this is pretty true to how she was in real life. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, very unpredictable and the type of person that, like, almost anybody who knew her would say that they, like, nobody can really know her, know her. 
Yeah, they really allude to that in the opening of this movie where it's, again, like interview style. You know, you like see one person who's like talking about her and how she was. And basically, like, one person will say one thing and then the next person will say something completely contradictory. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I saw in a lot of interviews, too, of like, you know, people being like, oh, yeah, she was like very sexually aggressive towards like other women. And, you know, she was just a very sexual being. And then like, People being like, no, actually, she was just kind of like, kind of like a big puppy and she just like wanted to like, uh, like have attention and like be around people. But it like, it was just like harmless. So yeah, kind of all over the place. Yeah, she's very multi multifaceted. This is a total tangent. But one thing that I really actually enjoyed about the process of watching this movie was that there are so many biopics about like famous queer people where they cast cisgender and straight actors to play yeah. queer characters. And this yeah. is a problem that is still happening. Each and every year, something new comes out like this, right? Seriously. So it was refreshing, I think, to watch a movie that was made in the 90s that cast a queer woman to play a queer woman. Yeah. Obviously, we're watching this for the podcast. Mm-hmm. This movie's going to be gay. I didn't expect it to them to just be as straight up with the gay shit as as it is in this movie yeah Uh uh-huh i think too in like in reading interviews and stuff like that like the accuracy of of like tidbits of her life also just surprised me because i was really expecting this to be like okay we're not going to talk about the fact that um she was a lesbian like and then we're going to, um, like, every moment we're going to try to just, like, sensationalize it. So, like, something would happen in the movie and I'd be like, well, that can't be real. And then it would be, I would read like, oh, no, that was real. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I will, They never outright say Gia mm-hmm. is a lesbian. Like, that is, yeah, that is not a statement that is outright said. No. However, like, she is very open. Like, Linda is my girlfriend. We fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she brings Linda home to mom. In one Uh scene, Um, she is like, many people described Gia as a, quote, mommy's girl, unquote, (laughs) that she really loved her mom and was very dependent on her mom. And also desperately sought her mom's approval. And so she brings in one scene, she brings Linda home to meet her mom. And (laughs) Gia is like, hi, mom, this is my girlfriend, Linda. And her mom's like, wow, so nice of you to have a girlfriend. Always great to have the girls around. Like, (laughs) we love having the ladies in the house. She's like, so when do you get a boyfriend, though? And she is just like, I don't have a boyfriend, but I have a girlfriend. She's like, literally. That's not the same. (laughs) I know. She's like, (laughs) because she thinks it's like you just mean friend. That is girl. (laughs) Yeah. Not quite. I know. So, very transparent, I think, about that. (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't know. Pretty early on in the movie, Gia's with, like, her, that, like, <laughs> the normie guy is what we're calling him. Yeah, the normie um, guy. He's basically being like, you know, you'll, like, flirt with me, but, like, you never want to have sex. And he asked her, like, have you ever had sex with a guy? And she said, I had sex with a man once. I could have done the same thing with a German shepherd. Yes. Um, and I was like, there's no way that's a real quote. And it is. That's a it's, real quote? It's a real quote. Wow. She said that. Do you want to talk a little bit about Angelina Jolie in this role? Yeah, I'd love to. I, okay, so first of all, I watched the movie before I had even seen pictures of Gia, and I was a little bit surprised at how little they kind of looked alike. 
Yeah. So Gia was white. The best I can describe her is that she looks a lot like Zendaya. I feel oh, like yeah, if you I recast this movie, I feel like Zendaya would be an obvious choice. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Angelina Jolie has said quite a few things about her involvement in this film and how she was very hesitant to do it when she initially signed up, but then ultimately was like very glad that she did it at the end of the day. So I pulled three different interviews with Angelina Jolie um, just that I would like to highlight because I found the information pretty interesting. So the first uh, I actually found on IMDb's trivia section for this movie. So I'm not sure what the original source was, but they claim that Angelina Jolie initially rejected the role when it was offered to her because she said, quote, it would really mess with me and drive me a bit nuts to be that open. But apparently after she saw the 2020 interview with Gia, which you and I just watched. Yeah. Jolie, she said that she like hated Gia after watching that, uh, but she agreed to do it anyway. And after she was like deep in the throes of the filming process, she said in an interview, I'd like to date Gia. I want to be her lover. Wow. Correct me if I'm wrong or you might not know. Did did Angelina Jolie have like a coming out moment or has she just always been open about the fact that she's bisexual. I don't know. Because, like, if you Google, like, Angelina Jolie coming out, like, there's no, like, exclusive, like, 2001 interview. Guess who's bisexual? I think it literally is just that she's always been this open about it. Because um, when she did this movie, she was open about having dated women. And she was only, like, 22. Yeah, yeah. And she was not famous yet. Like this was her yeah. breakout role, really. This she, was and the she's role that like so got fucking good in it. So she, like the, she the, really the, is. Oh yeah. my god. So the the 2020 interview that we're talking about was this interview that was on ABC. They have it in the movie as well. And watching the interview, like the actual one with the real Gia in it, I like couldn't believe it because they do it so well in the movie. Like Angelina Jolie, like her like cadence and the way that she talks and the way that she like spaces out and like moves is just so incredibly similar to like how the real Mm -hmm. interview went down i was blown away i know so let me speak to that a little bit so in 2014 buzzfeed interviewed angelina jolie and an interview that was called angelina looks back and they Mm -hmm. asked her specifically about what she thought looking back on gia now that it's 2014 it was you know about 20 years after it had been filmed and she said i was so sad for her playing a real person you identify with and can feel makes you feel a lot of responsibility then you live inside her world for a bit and you just feel so deeply sad that she never really knew love and felt that she was a value other than a thing or a face and at that time with aids i can't even imagine how she must have felt about how she was treated So I think that, like, for Angelina Jolie, like, picking this role was something that it made sense to her because she'd so deeply related to her from the start. Yeah. Um, In an interview from 1998 that was published on AP News, um, literally, as this movie was coming out, she said... 
Gia has enough similarities to me that I figured this would either be a purge of all of my demons or it was really going to mess with me. Uh, I hate heroin because I've been fascinated with it. I'm not immune. I won't do it now at all because luckily I found something that replaces that high, which is my work. I like to have everything as deep and crazy and full of raw energy as she did. Yeah. So literally was very candid of like she read the script and related to it and was afraid (laughs) to move forward. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because we mentioned that like Wilmina, who Gia like looks up to as like kind of basically like a mother figure Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, is the one to like introduce her to like snorting heroin. And it was interesting because I guess at the time there was this misconception that you couldn't get addicted to heroin unless you injected it. So I... I would imagine that Wilhelmina and probably a lot of other people at the time like thought it was totally safe to be snorting heroin. Yeah. Um, when, no, that's unfortunately not how that works. Right. But just like also an interesting bit of, of history. Yeah. Uh, we briefly touched on the moment where Gia in the movie breaks into Linda's apartment and Linda is like, okay, it's me or the drugs, pick now. Is Is that the scene where you cried or... No, that is not the scene where I cried. But that scene Aww. is really emotionally tense. It's so um, sad. It's really sad. And um, it, it's especially sad in like, it's very clear and evident that Linda loves Gia and she doesn't want to see Gia go through this, but she also doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Which I think is a very relatable gut feeling. Even if you haven't been in this yeah. situation, I feel like that's something that you can easily relate to and connect to. Absolutely. It's just so sad because there's, like, for not knowing anything about Gia before watching this movie, like, there is a moment where Linda is, like, she's, like, on the floor. She's, like, okay, it's me or the drugs. She's holding the drugs in one of her hands. And mm-hmm. and Gia, like, goes to hug her and is, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember if she said something. But she's basically, like, she's, like, I choose you, like, not the drugs. Yeah, she, like, kisses her each of her cheeks she kisses her forehead she like kisses her hand she kisses her knees and then she goes in to hug her yeah and so linda's like like laughing she's like so happy um she's still like holding the drugs in her hand and gia then reaches back and grabs the drugs out of her hands while they're still like embracing linda tries to fight her like just for like a second and then just, like gives up and just starts sobbing yeah. and it's just like and there's just like something it was just like damn dude like fuck mm-hmm. me up all yeah. the way <laughs> yeah and especially like the coldness that Gia kind of has as she does it too mm-hmm. because it, it isn't an option for her like she has an yeah. addiction and so yeah. it's like she takes the drugs and she just stands up and walks out I know like I leaving know. Linda like sobbing on the floor yeah it's just oh my god with broken glass everywhere because she yeah, broke it she broke it yeah. oh my goodness what did cause you to cry then if i may ask yeah it was the scene when gia goes to meet linda later on and can't bring herself oh, to tell her no. it's so that she sad. has aids it's so sad um it's, so it's especially sad. sad seeing linda so hopeful yeah about the future and not knowing that like that isn't a possibility and it's so sad it like <laughs> thinking about gia going through with all of that and not being able to t- like to tell her. oh totally it's just like getting stabbed over and over again because like gia's like oh i don't have that much time today i just really wanted to see you um and linda's like that's fine we have all the time in the world <laughs> it's like, they just like yeah 
every ironic thing that you could say in that moment is said. They put in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's to uh, make you I'm, feel absolutely abysmal while you're watching. I know. It. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like that can't have been taken from her diary, but no. it, like I again, so many unbelieving unbelievable things were actually real that i like i guess it if it was real i wouldn't be super shocked but i don't think it was because <laughs> yeah. it's just like so I, ironic i'm i'm right there with you the yeah. visit was real i believe the planning was also real but i don't think that the right being like <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah um yeah. well also she did leave her diaries there i don't know if that yeah. happened in real life either okay okay and the thing is, is that I started crying there and then I just kept crying because no. it's not that soon after that they cut to her on her deathbed. So <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, it's really rough. I don't maybe I was just distracted because I was crying and I don't remember this. But I don't think that they included the fact that, you know, she lived for another year after that meeting. And um, in that time, like at one point she was found on the street having been badly beaten and raped and left to die. And she was found and hospitalized again after that in that year. I no, don't think that yeah, they, they do that include in the that. Did no, they? they do. Oh yeah. I was just I was just too busy fucking weeping. <laughs> yeah, they um like right after the scene after that, I believe it was like um narration is like i didn't i didn't realize it but Gia was like selling stuff and like collecting money and borrowing money and like she she like it shows her like going to a dealer to attempt to like basically buy as much heroin as like she can possibly mm-hmm. get her hands on and she ends up getting beaten and and raped yeah absolutely yeah. horrible which is also like i think it I think maybe this was just a part of my mind being like, there's no, it's like, no, her her life wasn't this horrible. Like, that didn't happen. But then, no, that, that fucking also happened. It's yeah. like, I'm not, I, it's, I, my God. <laughs> I'm not sure if that happened in her final year. Like, I think she did go, like you said, like, go and get drugs, like, within the final mm-hmm. year. But um, I think the, there was a, a point in when she was in rehab where she talked about how she was um sexually assaulted um Mm -hmm. but i'm not sure if it was that moment or or who knows like it could have been that there were multiple instances i did read that that specific incident happened a year after her aids diagnosis wow but i don't know i i'm gonna be honest i forgot how many years she lived after her diagnosis i think it was was only only a year year though Yeah. yeah it was not very long so rough it's so sad too because like like going into this like i knew that the end of the movie was going to be like she contracts aids Mm -hmm. um and that's like what ends her Mm -hmm. life but potentially not knowing that going into this like she has like some sores on her hands from injecting heroin and stuff like that um and then once she's like getting better you know she still has like sores on her body and stuff but she's like no no it's just it's like left over from the drugs like it's or it's just acne like i'm getting better like i'm feeling <laughs> like it'll be soon that i just feel better and like it was just like no i know it's aids no yeah. no <laughs> yeah. and gia karanji was actually one of the very first female celebrities to die of aids complications i think she was the first as far as i've read Okay, what were the things about this movie that you didn't expect that you enjoyed? <laughs> I didn't. 
I guess, like, I forgot that this was produced by HBO. So, yes, I, um, I was like, impressed by the amount of full frontal nudity. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, but then also, yeah, I think I've, and I've already talked about this like a little bit, but all of the, the accuracy of certain events are, Mm -hmm. um, are portrayed like they have her, um, do this chain link fence shoot um where she meets linda and i was like i was like whoa that's cool like i wonder Mm -hmm. how they got that idea and then i like googled the pictures and then i like saw the same pictures that they're like showing in the movie that like actually happened in real life of her posing in front of this chain link link fence like completely naked and it's really fucking cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) All the, again, like, all the verbatim stuff that was taken from interviews or, like, her diary is also just really, I I feel very, like, impressed by. I don't know how how to say it. Yeah. What about you, though? Personally, I I went into this movie with the assumption that Gia, being a supermodel, was going to be, like, I guess what my mind stereotype of a supermodel (laughs) would be. Like, America's Next Top Model. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tyra Banks level <laughs> uh, chaos and um, that you was have to not smile with your eyes yeah I was expecting her to be like a very fashion passionate woman who was very into like beauty culture and that was not the case like she was very much like I got scouted and I'm here but I am just some punk girl from the streets who is gay and somehow everybody likes me yeah. Also, I knew that it would be discussing trauma quite a lot, but some of the ways that like they explore Gia's manipulativeness was a mm-hmm. little bit surprising to me too in how um like her neediness for other people comes across and how they show her also when she's alone. Yeah, I would I would say that she's probably like Especially, like, early on in the depiction of her and Linda. Like, they seem very codependent. Yes. Yeah. And Gia particularly seems very codependent on Linda. Yeah. Let's break down that scene where Gia is nude in the hallway trying to convince Linda (laughs) to stay after they've hooked up for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a scene. Linda is, like, fully dressed in, like, her Sunday best type of getup, <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to leave Gia's apartment. And she's like, listen, Gia, I'm a square. I have a boyfriend. Like, you don't want to hang out with me. And Gia right, is that was, fully That was nude. fun, but I've never done that before. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> Gia is fully nude in the hallway. Like, no, you have to stay. I'm going to cook you breakfast. <laughs> 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 Fully nude, door open. Yeah, and then the elevator Kids door out. opens and there's yeah. a guy in there. He's like, um, are you going down? And she's like, <laughs> like, doesn't even acknowledge his existence. Right, yeah. She's like, Linda, you're staying, right? You're not getting on that elevator. And then Linda's like, no, actually, I didn't. And then she gets on that elevator and Gia's like, no! <laughs> I know. Stay! <laughs> Stay. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, you see the codependency a lot with her mother as well. The scene where she tries to convince her mother to stay after Wilhelmina's death Mm -hmm. is very, ooh, it's a lot. Ooh, it's, it's, yeah. Man, just, that's the fucking, the other thing, like, the, (laughs) not to be gay, but, um, the first thing that, like, in seeing Angelina Jolie in this movie, I was like, oh no, like, Angelina Jolie's, like, 
really hot like jesus <laughs> oh um, no <laughs> um and then but my second reaction was just like angelina jolie is a really good actress what the fuck yeah she's good i just like when i think about angelina jolie i'll be honest i think about her in like tomb raider which i i don't have a great memory of but i don't think is a particularly good movie i would guess you know (laughs) i think about her as maleficent oh oh she is really good in maleficent I've never seen Maleficent. I just think about how she looks. Oh, we should watch Maleficent in the sequel. I tried to watch it for the podcast. Do you 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 remember that? No. That was our episode about um, witches. I started watching Maleficent and then they were like, and Maleficent was the darkest fairy of them all. And I was like, she's a fairy? I'm not going to watch this. And then I turned it off. I was like, we're doing a podcast about witches, not fairies. (laughs) We should should watch that that in the sequel. I haven't seen the sequel. Um, I... (laughs) Aaron, I don't want to watch a Maleficent. Well, you don't get a choice. Do you, do you want us to watch Maleficent and Maleficent 2, whatever that one's called? Email us at Aaron at Case. Whatever let's that bully, one's called? It's Maleficent 2. I don't know. It must have a, it must have like a sub name. Let's bully Aaron. Help me bully Aaron. Email us at Aaron at Gaze Gaze. It's Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Oh, oh, I hate that. that you I were mean, right. that's pretty sexy, huh? <laughs> yeah. What have you that's seen? That's what Angelina they call me in, in anything the bedroom. else. Mistress of Evil. Erin. Three hours ago, Angelina Jolie shows off new meaningful tattoo in New York City. Oh, what? She's here? Yeah, she's in New Where York City. Yeah. Oh my god, she's outside my window. No, Angelina! she's not. Angelina. Aaron. I wish, right? <laughs> you you wouldn't recognize her because she's wearing masks. Do you think that if you saw Angelina Jolie on the street in New York City, you would recognize her if she had a mask Absolutely on? Absolutely not. I mean, maybe she... D- I mean, you can kind of see her cheekbones, which are very iconic, and and she does have beautiful eyes. I feel like more than ever, I see people with their masks on, and I'm like, you're a famous celebrity. I'm like, that's... <laughs> Like, I look at someone and I'm just like, that's gotta be Bernie Sanders. And it's just like some old guy that is at Walmart. Like, was it, did we ever figure out if it was Bernie Sanders at Anime North? Like, yes. 2016. Was that actually? It was Bernie not Sanders? Anime North. It was like Anime Boston. On Anime Boston. And you yeah. saw him. Yeah, I saw him. And <laughs> I was like, him. people, he people was were like, away that's furries. Yeah, the people were like, that's Bernie Sanders. I'm like, that's not Bernie Sanders. That's just a guy. And then it turned out it was Bernie Sanders. It was Bernie Sanders. I feel like I do face that regularly where I'm like, that guy looks like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is just more susceptible, I think, for me, for that sort of confusion than other celebrities. Because he is kind of a generic looking old Yeah. Guy. Well, that's my... Have I told my only... Or it's not my only ce- celebrity sighting now, but my celebrity sighting of walking past bill murray on the street and being like wow that guy really looks like bill murray but if bill, bill murray was old and bill then murray? being like yeah bill murray bill murray who we've mentioned on the podcast every single episode since <laughs> yeah, we started doing the podcast almost every single episode we have somehow managed to find a way to bring up bill murray and here you somehow. are i thought i told I, the story on the podcast maybe i, I don't think you did if you did then i've forgotten okay yeah i i was i was going to work and i was late for work and i walked past a guy and i was like wow that guy looks exactly like 
Bill Murray, but if Bill Murray was older, and then I was like, and then I got to work, and I was like, wait a minute, Bill Murray is older, and then I looked up a picture of him, and I was like, yeah, that is that was definitely Bill Murray. Oh my god. Or it was just a guy who looked exactly like Bill Murray. We'll never know. I think it was probably Bill Murray. Aaron, I told you that I was convinced that I saw David Lynch while we were on the subway when I was in New York last, right? Wait, I, if you did, I forgot. It was like right after Jamie and I watched his new short film about the monkey, You Don't Know Jack. Wow. And then I got on the subway and I was like, that's David Lynch. I don't think that it really was David Lynch. But I think because I had just seen him in the movie, I was like, that's him. David Lynch has such a specific look, though. Maybe it was actually David Lynch. And then I gaslit myself into thinking that it wasn't. Well, it's like you don't expect to see... A celebrity. But it's New York, so you kind of do. It's New York City, baby. Well, yeah. I saw um, John Mulaney recently. Really? Two months ago. Oh, yeah, I forgot. uh, You you told me about that. Yeah, I told you. You've had quite a few celebrity sightings in New York. Um, Erin, let's get back to talking about Angelina Jolie. Did you know that she's in Kung Fu Panda? I just learned this. Yeah, she's she's one of the animals. She's a tiger, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that. Also a lesbian icon. <laughs> yeah, the tiger icon? from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Is my lesbian. I've never seen her. Hold on. Well, I've seen Angelina Jolie. I've never seen Oh, I have seen the tiger. That, she is a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. I think it's maybe supposed to be that her and the main character, the Kung Fu Panda, are supposed to kind of have a romance, but... I don't think it's super there, and I just, all the lesbians I know that are furries are just like, mm, mm-hmm. tigeress from Kung Fu Panda. I'm kind of surprised to learn, well, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised, because I actually, I don't think I've ever seen another movie with Angelina Jolie in it. I'm gonna be honest. I think this is the mm. only Angelina Jolie movie I've ever seen. And I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, because she's only been in about a little over 50 movies. Wow. That actually is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, she's been in a few shorts and two TV... She's guested on a couple of TV series. And other than that, you know, she's done around 50 movies. God, she was also in Shark Tale. Oh, oh yeah. She's the sexy fish in Shark Tale. She's the sexy Tale. fish in Shark Tale. Wow, um, I never knew. Okay, now I know. I've never seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith either. I've but seen people clips love to. And- People love to do fan art of their ships as Mr. and Mrs. Smith trying to kill each other. Yeah. I What what were we watching recently that I said it should have had more of a Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibe? Oh, God. What keeps what you alive? That? Yeah. It was what keeps you alive. That's oh, yeah, and it was right, that episode. And you're so fucking right. It oh, should have had goodness. more of a Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibe to it. Then it, that would have yeah. made that movie actually fun. Oh, my God. Um, wow. What what else about Gia? Anything else? Honestly, no. I I do think this is really worth watching. Um, it's definitely super sad, but I I really appreciated it. I really appreciate the mm-hmm. acts, uh, the acting, the production. I appreciate how they've taken things from real life. Obviously, this does not mm-hmm. cover the entire depth of a human being. Um, it is two hours, but I I thought it was really good. It made me interested to learn more about this person and learn more about the era that she was living in um mm-hmm. you know obviously which i know some things about that time period but like you know you can always know more yeah agreed yeah Fuck. for me it's like you hear made for tv movie 
And sometimes you assume that it's just going to be bad. (laughs) I think that this is one of those rare exceptions where a made-for-TV movie is so incredible that it's like, I can't believe that this wasn't airing in theaters. Like, it really is that good. It's not TV. It's HBO, which used to be their um, their catchphrase. Um, (laughs) And, and yeah, it's that, that, like, tracks. Even though you told me it was a a made-for-TV movie and watching it, I, like, completely forgot that until you brought it up again in this podcast. Because, like, it just... The production value is really nice. It is. And it's clear that they made the film with a lot of care from everybody involved. Absolutely. Our sponsor, (laughs) I would recommend, though, though, a warning uh, again for medical gore. um, Actually, oh, so so my uh, Erin is so kind and beautiful, and I love her. Um, And she, you texted me being like, oh, watch out for the medical gore, because I know that bothers you. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, I, what were you referencing? Oh, Just the, I was, like, blood? Like, the uh, death? The blood, and then, like, mm. it, what squicked me out was discussing the exact way that she died. Oh. Because it wasn't shown, actually, I wasn't bothered by that. Um, okay, I mean, well, obviously, like, I, I was deeply disturbed, but not in the way that I have to close my eyes if I see a scalpel and next to a yeah. piece of skin. <laughs> it was, like, the also the callousness that her mom discussed it with, I too. I know. That God. also kind of got me. Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. Especially after you watch someone struggle for so long for them to sum it up, for her mom to sum it up like jokingly almost in one sentence in a yeah. graphic, graphic way. It was like, oh God. Uh, if you're interested in knowing more about Gia, there are two books about her. Um, one is called uh, Thing of Beauty and the other is Born This Way. Like the Lady uh, so. Gaga song? Like the Lady Gaga song, I guess, but I... It, Let's see when this came out. Published 2015. Uh-oh. Sh- <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> it's based on song, I guess. That's funny. Yeah, Thing of Beauty, that came out um, in 1994. Okay, so mm. more time. So I think that was, yeah, yeah, movie. that might have been, too, yeah, what they based some of the movie off of as well. Yeah. Man. Okay, let's wrap up. Cool, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You should consider following us on Twitter at Gaze Gaze, where you can tweet with us, uh, DM us with anything that you would like to share. You can also email us at Aaron at GazeGaze.com to send us thoughts, ideas, and recommendations. If you address the email just to Aaron, it'll go to both of us. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach one of us specifically, I'm Aaron Worm Moon. Yeah, and I'm Aaron Fishwife. And we would like to give so many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for letting us use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You should go buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com. Um, and you can also stream it on Spotify, but I would really recommend going and looking at it on Yeah, Bandcamp. it's Pride Month. Go buy some gay <laughs> it shit. It is Pride Month. <laughs> Um, nice. Next week, we're going to be doing a manga called Our Teachers Are Dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but until then, I'm Erin. Oh, and I'm Erin. And, and we're gay. we are gay. <laughs> Yay. Bye.